0: You're now listening to Primetime with Charles Reese, presented by the Bros You Think Network. Enjoy.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Primetime Podcast. My name is Charles Reese, your host, and today we are joined by a special guest as Will Guillory from The Athletic is joining us today. Will, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well, man. How about you?
1: Doing well. Can't complain. A lot of excitement around the Pelicans organization. Before we get to that, uh, you switched over to the Athletic, but you used to work for Nola. dot com. Uh, with everything that's going on over there, what was just your reaction to the uh, Nola. dot com being bought out by the Advocate and, and the uncertainty for a lot of the employees that work there?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a complete shock. You know. Uh, I, Times sticking is the a paper I grew up reading in New Orleans. You know, I can see all the headlines in my head of when the Saints won the Super Bowl and when LSU won the championship and all of those, you know, front pages. And so many articles I read, you know, growing up guys like Mike Triplett, John DeShazer, Jeff Duncan. Uh, I could just list off the names just to see that institution just gone. It's incredibly sad, and what makes it even sadder is you know, just like you said, I had my experience there, so it wasn't just the paper, I got to know the actual people there, and just to know so many of them uh lost their their opportunities to work and have to figure out what to do next is incredibly sad and you know just a, a another example is just the 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 issue that's going on with the newspaper business in, in this country, but I think you know, I, I just from being around those people, I know they'll all land on their feet somewhere else, but this is a really sad moment to see something like, fall, like that fall the way it did.
1: Well, with the uh, news of David Griffin coming to New Orleans, there's a newfound excitement. Pelicans get the number one overall pick in the lottery, and they get a new GM in Langdon. who y'all just talked to. What were some of your takeaways from that conference call that y'all just got off of?
0: Yeah, we literally just talked to him about 20 minutes ago. And I I think the main message both of them had was that, you know, they really want to do something that a lot of people think they can't do in New Orleans. And I think that's something David Griffin said when we initially talked to him. And that's something Trajan Langdon echoed, uh, you know, about 20 minutes ago. Just that, you know, they they feel like putting the right pieces in place, having uh, Gail Benson as the owner that's really committed to turning this thing around. Uh, they can have people looking at the New Orleans Pelicans in a different light, maybe in two three years, and they feel like you know, they're starting to begin that process now when they already start to see the changes. And I think a big part of that is bringing in Trajan Langdon and his experience with the G League, and the Pelicans are one of the teams that haven't had a G League team, and they will have one for the first time next year. And you, you see what Trajan was able to do with the Brooklyn Nets G League team and so many young players building it from the ground up was a Brooklyn team that didn't have the first round picks. You know, they traded away all of their picks in that crazy Boston trade and they're just starting to get back on their feet from that and and the way they've still been able to exceed despite that is because of the way they've been able to find these guys that we had never heard of, or maybe at the bottom of the draft or in the second round and developing them slowly and that's what they want to do here in New Orleans is build that young talent from the ground up. And, and sure, it helps to have a guy like Zion Williamson, number one, to be the face and be the person you build around. But they want to be able to add other pieces to this roster without going out and trading draft picks or giving out big contracts the way New Orleans has done in the past, and, and it's frankly been a failure.
1: We are joined by some dude at the, at the athletic, uh, also <laughs> known as Will Guillory. Will, with, you got that. I guess it's kind of a shout-out on Bill Simmons' show. What was kind of the reaction, not only from you, but from some of your uh, your followers?
0: Oh, man, I, I put it up as kind of a joke on my Twitter. I didn't expect it to blow up the way it did. I just thought it was really funny. You know, Bill Simmons is a guy that – you know, I've been reading forever. I read his book, book of basketball. I'm a fan of him. And, I, you know, I just thought it was hilarious that, you know, the first time a guy that I look up to acknowledges me was calling me some dude from the athletic. I, in some way, I kind of think that's better than a shout-out, right? That's something that, you know, I always remember, I always be able to laugh about. But, yeah, i didn't take it personally. I just thought it was pretty hilarious.
1: Well, one of the things that I saw that you tweeted out about the, uh, the conference call you all had today was that they didn't want to nail down any specific roles for the right. front office. They want to bring guys in quality guys. I saw that, you know, both guys kind of reiterated the statement, the idea that they don't want to miss any steps. They want to do this the right way and that, you know, not to have the biggest expectations for this year, but to expect the right process. I know, you know, we don't like to cross lines with the franchise or the team across the parking lot, but it seems like the Saints kind of had that uh, same mentality for the three, seven and nine seasons. Do you think that You know, that's something that we're going to see is that a good foundation is going to be built by Griffin, something we can trust that in the
0: future it's going to bring a lot of success. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was the the point of them wanting to go out and bring David Griffin in. I think Griffin talked about the fact that he wasn't even sure if he was going to bring in a general manager because it wasn't about specifically filling that role but more about finding the right person and I think that was a, the reason why they're so excited to bring Trajan Langton It's not that they have a general manager but they have someone that they feel like they can really trust and they, they, it's a mind that they know uh, is a guy that's really looked up to and, and, and looked at as a, in a great light around the league and he's a guy that knows how, knows how to evaluate talent knows how to get the most out of young guys and I think It's not just David Griffin. I think the part of it also is the Gail Benson, the fact that she's so willing to commit uh, with, you know, giving Griffin the title and and not having him answer to Mickey Loomis, the commitment she's made to investing in the the practice facility. I think Griffin and Benson, you know, as a tandem really want to show how much this this is changing with this franchise. And just like you said, the process, they want to worry about the process, not necessarily looking at the wins or the losses or the players on the roster. It's about, are you building the foundation for this team to be good for years to come and not just competing enough to keep Anthony Davis around or build the team to help Zion Williamson win next year? It's about, putting a a team in place and a process in place that can keep this franchise winning and moving forward going into the future.
1: See that uh, you tweeted out about how the team didn't meet with John Morant while they were at the draft lottery. Do you think it's uh, just a concluded, you know, send it, it's delivered, the the Pelicans are going to be drafting Zion? Do you think they're going to do, you know, their due diligence and look into some of these top three, four guys to
0: make sure they're making the right selection? Oh yeah, I think both can be true. I think you know, I, I would be a hundred percent shocked if they don't take Zion Williamson number one. I think you can uh, put it in the book that Zion Williamson will be in the New Orleans Pelicans uniform next year. But it's also smart to do your due diligence with these guys because they also stand at the potential of trading Anthony Davis, and you may be able to get the number three pick for the New York Knicks or the number four pick with the Los Angeles Lakers, and all of a sudden. John Morant also being in the Pelicans uniform could be a reality. It's probably not going to happen. It seems like the Christians are going to take him at two, but it could happen and you want to be able to to, to sit down and speak with these guys and see where they are mentally and kind of figure out how they fit in your franchise. And I think evaluating guys like R.J. Barrett, like Jared Culver, Cam Reddish, so many of these big names we expect to see in the draft, I think that could go a long way in determining if they are willing to make that deal for Anthony Davis. If they feel like R.J. Barrett is the type of guy they want to bring in or would they rather go in a different direction and I think that's something that's going to be important for them and I think a lot of people saw oh well they got the number one pick I guess their work is done and I think it's the exact opposite I think the way a lot played out it's an incredible amount of work that's been added to their play because they need to evaluate guys at the top of the draft the middle the back end the second round I think it- They could potentially pick anywhere in the draft just because of that A-B trade ship and what they can get from that potential deal. So I think they're going to be doing a lot of work evaluating just about everybody in this draft. And it wouldn't shock me to see them make any type of move and bring in the type of guys they feel like they can because they have so much leverage at this point.
1: Well, let me pose it to you this way. You mentioned draft picks for this draft. Do you think that if there will be a deal, it gets done before the draft?
0: I think that's probably safe to say, because uh, it's because I think they want go to go into this meeting. And I think uh, David Griffin has said it over and over again, that he wants to sit down with Anthony Davis. And once they have this discussion, they don't want any gray area. He wants to establish what he wants to bring to AD and what he wants the AD to do the same for him. And I think uh, once they come into a conclusion, I think David Griffin is going to say, okay, We've made a decision. Now it's time to move on. I don't think he wants this thing to linger. I don't. I don't think he wants this to be a cloud over the franchise. He wants AD to make a full commitment, whether he's going to be in New Orleans or not. And once they come to that decision, they're going to move forward, and I and I think that's the best way for everyone to to kind of move on from this process, just because it's been lingering for so long, and it, it feels like years ago since that trade demand and the twenty minutes per night and the all the leaks. And you know, I think that's something David Griffin wants to put behind him, and I think the best thing to do is kind of everybody put you know all of their thoughts on the table, say what. They feel like is it's an important, and then uh, once there's an understanding of where everybody stands, then you move on from that process and start beginning the next steps.
1: To go off of that question, posing in the way that Anthony Davis does get traded, the Pelicans do get a draft pick. Let's say they get a Cam Reddish. They get lucky. They get a John Morant. If you're Drew Holiday, do you wait around for this team to mature and, and to develop, or you may be trying to get out of New Orleans as well?
0: Yeah, I think that's the big question, especially if they do end up trading AP for another rookie, like you said, if they ended up bringing in, say, RJ Barrett and Zion Williamson, that's an obvious message of what the direction is going to be for this team. And it's not going to be competing for titles next year. right? So I think uh, a big part of it is just how they build the other aspects of the roster. I think, you know, there's so much, you know, influx right now because they had so many one-year deals last year and there's just about four or five guys on guaranteed deals right now going into next year. So they can still do a lot to change up this roster but I think bringing in a guy like Zion Williamson just brings in so much excitement and I think it would be crazy for just not at least keep 20-30 games with Zion just what it looks like and what type of player he can be because who knows he might not be competing at the highest level but there's a chance he's so good that they have a chance to compete for a playoff spot next year and I'm sure that'll keep Drew around in New Orleans just because he wants the experience of being the number one guy on the team I'm sure His number one goal would be to bring Anthony Davis back, and he said that over and over again. But I'm sure he would be excited to go into next season and be like, okay, this is Drew holidays team now, and he's going to be the leader, he's going to be the captain, and they're going to go as far as he carries them. And that's a challenge he's never had before in his career. And I think it's something that he's prepared for. He's playing the best basketball in his career right now. And putting him in that position, I think, can kind of – put him in a place where he, he, he kind of uh, stresses himself more than he ever has before. And sometimes that brings the best out of you. And I think he, he's willing to take on that challenge, but ultimately there has to be some type of direction of where the rest of the roster is and what they want to do going into the future.
1: Will's got a new piece on the athletic right now titled the case for Anthony Davis staying with the new Orleans Pelicans. Will, if you're Anthony Davis, are you staying with the Pelicans and, and why are the Pelicans the best choice in terms of places he could end up,
0: yeah, it's just I'll put it in a piece if I'm Anthony Davis, a big part of that is i 'm not sure what Anthony Davis's motivations are. what is he looking for? Is he looking to win next year? Is he looking to be in a bigger market? Does he want to be with a good organization? Because I think a big part of his argument, and who knows because he's made like eight different arguments right about what he want, what he wants to do, but I think a big part of what he said early on was that it, it wasn't about the roster, it wasn't about the coaching staff. he just felt like the top part of the 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 upper management and and, and the ownership and within the organization just wasn't where it needed to be for him to compete. And I think they've made the changes with Gail Benson, uh, reinvesting in the team the way she has. And I think bringing in David Griffin, bringing in Trajan Lane and it's obvious that they're doing the right things to build this franchise out. It's just a matter of would he rather just play with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving because he feels like that's his easiest path to a championship right now. And I think, Uh, if that's what he wants to do, I think that's probably the uh, the path I would take. But I think if you want to be a part of a situation where you feel like you can trust the organization, you feel like they have the flexibility to build a roster around you that can compete for three, five, 10 years down the road, uh, I think the Pelicans would be a great spot to be just because of what they've done in the front office and having a guy like Zion Williamson in the building. But if you're looking for that immediate success, then the Lakers and the Knicks will make a lot of sense, but I'm just not sure at 26 years old, if that's something that he should be prioritizing right now, just winning right now. I think the losing can put you in that place, but I think thinking big picture would help him a lot as well.
1: If you're uh, talking to Pelicans fans, trying to ease them into the idea of Anthony Davis staying, what could do that for Pelicans fans, especially the ones that were really upset with the whole theatrics that happened at the end of the season?
0: Yeah, I think a big part of that is just AD. If he were to decide that he wanted to change his mind, he just has to just stand in front of the mics and own up to his decision. I think that's one of the big mistakes he made throughout this process was his refusal to really own any part any part of, uh, that he had in all of this. And of course, Dell Demps and the organization didn't do enough to help him. But uh, he he there was things that he could have done, and there was ways he could have handled this better. And obviously not. Uh, putting Rich Paul in a position where he's doing everything or not standing in front of the mic and having a consistent message that he can stick to is something that frustrated Pels fans as much as the trade will cut. So I think a lot of Pels fans kind of saw that coming. It's just the way he, he didn't really own it the way a lot of guys have seen in the past. And that's all folks he said. That stuff just turns fans off. And I think if he were to come out and say, okay, this is why I made my decision previously and this is why I changed my mind, I think Pelicans fans would accept it because, I mean, when that guy takes the court, we know how great he can be, and, and you can't deny that. So
1: we're talking with Will Guillory. Y'all make sure y'all check him out on Twitter. Give him a follow, at Will Guillory. Will, if you're looking at the Pelicans' front office, it, it looks like they could be making another move or two before uh, they really get into these offseason decisions. If they do make another move.
0: Yeah, I think it has to start with the AD situation like we talked about before. I think they're probably going to be meeting with him soon. Uh, David Griffin talked today about how uh, it's going to be around the draft workouts. They're going to be in L.A. And I think, uh, just like I said, he's going to make it very clear what the conclusion (laughs) was coming out of that. I think that's one of David Griffin's specialties is that he doesn't – leave any uncertainty about how he feels and what's his viewpoint and I think uh, he's going to make that very clear and then they kind of progress from there and then if if the takeaway from that which I probably expect it to be is that AD uh, sticking to his guns and he would rather leave I think that at that point you got to figure out what's the trade uh, moves they're going to make and what are they going to prioritize going into those negotiations is it going to be adding draft picks do they like the guys in this draft that much or would they rather go out and get a Jason Tatum or would they rather go out and get a Brandon Ingram or maybe be some other team you don't even know. Uh, But uh, just like I said, uh, first and foremost, they got to figure out the AD situation because you can't really figure out anything else until you you knock out that main chip.
1: Hey, is there a a trade package or a trade deal you've seen you like the most?
0: I'm still a big fan of Jason Tatum. I I think, you know, this year is kind of rough on him just because everything that was going on with that Boston team internally, but I just think the skill that that guy has and his size uh, is really rare, and I think if you put him in a good situation – where he can really show everything he has, I think that guy's going to be special. And if you put him on a team with Zion Williamson, Jason Tatum, and Zion Williamson, that's going to be pretty scary. But I'm also a fan of the Lakers deal. I think Brandon Ingram's health issues are an issue, but I would still just put the Boston deal as long as they're putting Jason Tatum on the table. I would put that at the top, especially if Jalen Brown's in there as well. I think that kills any other offer.
1: Uh, Will, I see y'all have an annual uh, deal going on over at at The Athletic where you can get 20% off. I know a lot of things are going to be coming out this summer with all of the Pelicans news. It seems like almost on a daily basis. Uh, what can we expect from you at The Athletic this summer?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've got a piece up right now, just like you said, about uh, my case for Anthony Davis staying in New Orleans. And also, we're just going to be talking about Zion Wilson all summer, man. It's the, it's the, the, the new face in New Orleans, everything that comes with that, and just how he can impact this team and what they're going to do to build around him. And also just the other picks they have in this draft as well and what they plan on doing with that. I'll be covering all of that this year at theathletic.com. Just come over and check us out. And also my guy uh, Larry Hooter and Deuce Windham as well. We're gearing up for Saint season. It's going to be a lot. And uh, we'll, we'll have some surprises this summer for you guys. I'll just put it like that.
1: Well, Will, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. We look forward to reading your pieces over at the Athletic as the summer continues. The summer of Zion, I guess we could say.
0: Hey, man, I appreciate you some dude signing out. Once again, I
1: want to thank some dude at The Athletic, also known as Will Guillory, for giving us some of his time. Lots of interesting topics in there as we finally hear uh, from not only David Griffin today, which we've heard from before, but we also got some of uh, Trajan Langdon uh, today. As he was on a uh, conference call with the media over in New Orleans. Uh, it seems like David Griffin is not going to pressure this Anthony Davis situation. He's going to take his time. Uh, you know, it seems like there's a lot more pressing needs uh, for this organization. Whether they add someone else to the front office, I expect that to happen. I expect them to bolster the, uh, the scouting department as they look to have multiple draft picks. Not only that first pick, but they have two uh, second-round picks. And, and I expect them to probably add some more if they do trade Anthony Davis. Like Will said, uh, the, they need to find out if they like the guys at the top of this draft. And if they do, then you know, it makes that trade a little bit easier or do they like the guys coming out next year? You know, uh, Boston can throw in some picks, uh, not only this year, but next year as well uh, to help sweeten up that deal. If he ends up going, uh, they end up going that route and trading for a Tatum and, you know, a slew of picks and and a couple other guys, but y'all make sure y'all check out Will's piece about Anthony Davis staying at the end of the day, you know, Anthony Davis staying is the best thing value wise for this organization uh, because Picks, while they can be good, you never know what those guys can turn out to be. Uh, for example, go look at the top five guys in the past 10 drafts. Uh, you may have two guys that really alter a franchise. Yes, there are a lot of role players in there that are important to you know, successful organizations, but you're not going to find too many guys that have the potential to be all NBA guys in the top five year in and year out where it's you know more than two or three. Uh, there are a couple of years where, yes, there were a lot of good guys in the top five, but uh, it, it's the NBA, it's more of a proven type of thing. And, and if you can uh, keep a guy like Anthony Davis, who's still a top five player in the NBA, and add him to the likes of Zion, Drew Holiday, and whoever else they can get this offseason, season, uh, I think at the end of the day, that's probably the best thing you can do. And it is the best thing you can do. So uh, excited to see how that meeting does go. Uh, and what else this organization does from here? Uh, I, I still expect a lot of things to be coming out. Um, you know, the Langdon thing—it was—it was kind of talked about. Knew they were making a move. Kind of, you know, last week a move was coming. Uh, but it's, it's still excited to see what else is going to come. I don't think the Pelicans are done yet. This offseason. season, uh, they are the hot talk of the NBA even though we are getting into the end of the conference finals with the finals about to start it, you know it's going to be the summer of ad and the summer of zion and your pelicans are going to be right in the middle of it so stick with prime time throughout all the coverage not only will we be talking about pelicans lsu starts uh, we're recording this on a tuesday so this will come out on uh today is wednesday when this comes out uh, LSU starts SEC play as they will be playing in the SEC tournament. Recruiting's about to heat up again. As camp season is in full swing. Uh, should get should have Josh on soon. He had some uh, other engagements that he had to uh, deal with before he could come on. And then Saints camp, you know, OTAs are starting today uh, as guys are going in to do workouts, you know, voluntary things. Many camps around the corner. And before you know it, we'll be in spring training. Uh, not spring training, but um, we'll be in training camp. So uh, for Will Guillory, my name is Charles Reese, your host. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy the weather uh, and enjoy your week. And as always, double.
0: bless.